you can tell everybody this is your show. It may be quite nerdy, but that's how it goes. I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind how wonderful life is with fan holes in the Hey, what's up? This is Fanholes. Uh, this is Derek. I'm going to be your host for the night. We are doing a show about, it's kind of like a movie-themed show. So we're going to talk about uh, a couple different categories, go around and ask the Fanholes here what some of their favorite foreign films are, what some of our favorite martial arts movies are. We're going to talk about musicals a little bit, like do we enjoy them, do we hate them, you know, talk about what kind of musicals we might like, or who knows, maybe we hate them. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out when we ask. And also we're going to ask each of the fan holes what their favorite action movie is. So this is kind of a film theme, and we're just going to go right into it. But before we do, we'll just do the regular fan holes roll call. This is Derek, Derek WC. hey yo, Brian, a.k.a. Break down. It's uh, Mike uh, Thunderwing, I think. On a mountain of skulls in the castle of pain, I sat on a throne of blood. I am Grimlock, scourge of Carpathia. <laughs> nice. All right, so cool. So all the fan holes are here except for Tony, who uh, we think is in a far-off prison in outer space in the zone of, I mean, actually, Tony's just not here. So yeah, while we're waiting for Tony to show up like he's Goku, we're just going to go ahead and record the podcast. To get things started, we're going to start off with the foreign films. So I guess this is any film that for us is not made in the good old US of A. So uh, we'll start off with Justin. How about you, Justin? Do you have a uh, specific foreign film that is one of your favorites that you'd like to share with the listeners? No, I've got that problem where it's hard for me to just pick one because there's so many like I made a list of all the different foreign films that I like and it just it ranges from like the British you know Hammer House of Horror films like I've always really loved those and I couldn't even just pick one of those and then it's like you know I think of like all the James Bond movies and all the different anime movies and stuff like Seven Samurai and Godzilla and Monty Python and the Holy Grail and Pan's Labyrinth like i I couldn't just pick just one. Sounds like you picked a, a big plethora yeah. of uh, films that would be anybody's favorite. I know you're going through them, and I'm kind of thinking, oh, yeah, Pan's Labyrinth, that's really cool. You know, like, oh, yeah, I love Godzilla. You know, like, so, yeah. Is, there, is that pretty much what you just wanted to discuss, or or was there anything else? Uh, that was pretty much it. But I wanted to ask you, I know you, you're not a fan of, like, British science fiction stuff, but do you enjoy stuff like the Hammer horror movies? Yeah, I, I, I guess I don't, like... I guess I don't really make any distinction with those. Like, to me, there's just like, you know, it's like people, they're speaking English, and, and I'm like, Christopher Lee is a cool-ass Dracula, and Peter Cushing's like a cool-ass Van Helsing or Dr. Frankenstein or whatever. So, like, I just kind of like those movies. I have the, the horror of Dracula somewhere in here on DVD. So, yeah, I, I, I the one I wanted to watch that I haven't seen, I think, is like, there's one supposedly from the the 70s it's kind of like more i don't know i think it's called like dracula 1972 and like it's like it features like some i i think like dracula turns into like a kung fu dude or something i don't remember what it was <laughs> like it sounded like really like ludicrously awesome and i've never actually seen it so one of these days i should like 
track that down or whatever. But yeah, I enjoy those movies. I mean, I, you know, like the, the ones that I've seen, like I've seen a lot of the early ones. Like I think, I think Christopher Lee's probably like my favorite Dracula. Yeah, I would probably back you up with that. Like I really enjoy, you know, Bela Lugosi's Dracula, but there's just something about Christopher Lee's. He's a lot more, you know, terrifying and scary in my opinion. The movies are kind of like a little more, I mean, I guess for the time, you know, they're a little more edgy, you know, a little more bloody. You know, it's not, it's not like a, a I guess a gore fest like you might see, I guess, in, you know, the 80s or the 90s or something. But I mean, for the, the 70s, like those, the, the Hammer films are kind of, you know, they kind of push the envelope a bit, you know. And plus the Hammer productions usually had some nice looking ladies in the in those movies. Ladies, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm just gonna go into mine because you brought up the ladies. My, but I picked just one, so so I, I try to like you know pick one, and you know I I don't know. Sometimes I don't even think of like honorable mentions like Mike likes to do. But the the first film I thought of was I really like Wong Kar Wai and his movies, and he's a he's a Chinese Hong Kong director. And then like the first film of his I saw that I really liked was called 2046. And like it's kind of I guess you could say it's kind of misleading, but but I ended up liking the movie anyway. It's kind of like you know I always bitch about like Hellraiser and like Hellraiser Four was like a you know it was like a sci-fi movie disguised as a period piece. Well, it's kind of kind of similar here where the 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 science fictiony aspect of the movie, the future aspect of the movie is like a framework for like all these different sort of love stories with the the lead character. But then the other thing that kind of got me into it was I found out it was like the third part of a trilogy of movies. So they're all sort of kind of interconnected. And so I went out and sort of watched, you know, all his movies and everything. And I just thought it was a cool movie. And then the, the reason why I segued into the ladies is because uh, Xi Zhang is one of the, you know, one of the three love interests in the story. And she's, of course, she's phenomenally beautiful in the film. And so that's one of the reasons why I like it. But we'll we'll ask some other fan holes. How about you, Mike? Do you have any other foreign films that you'd like to mention or any commentary on what has been mentioned by Mr. Barber and myself so far? Still still feeling a little emasculated by Justin's intro. <laughs> I just I just uh I picked yeah, Monty Python and the Holy Grail just because I just reasoned like, Oh, that's a foreign film. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I didn't really like and and I also like my honorable mention was Seven Samurai. So yeah, pretty much you know, Monty Python and the Holy Grail is like, aside from like Transformers the movie like 1986, it's like the other movie I can pr- pretty much quote like line for line. So yeah, <laughs> I think my my favorite part in that movie is the the bunny rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was the thing that made me laugh the most. I was just actually reading like on Wikipedia like the production of that and they were they were saying like how they they used a real rabbit and they like dyed blood into its fur and then like they realized too late they couldn't wash the blood like the dye out so like the owner of the rabbit was all pissed off by that but <laughs> My rabbit is ruined yeah. forever. <laughs> I guess that was before they had all the laws about animals, but I guess if somebody owned the rabbit and they said it was cool to dye him up, I guess there wasn't anything they could do about it anyway, right? Yeah. 
But, you know, I, I love that movie. It's, it never fails to make me laugh. And, you know, I, I like British humor. You know, that, that movie probably also introduced me to, like, you know, British comedies, like, you know, looking into, like, stuff like Red Dwarf and stuff like that. And, you know, Monty Python's other movies, like Life of Brian and whatever else. So, yeah, that's my pick. The the Kurosawa mention, like, I, I think I would have been, like, it, it was between him and, and Wong Par Wai that I was thinking of when I was thinking about foreign films, because I really like ran too because that's kind of like a uh you know one of his best movies so i i wanted to you know it's kind of like a king lear type movie or whatever so i was like i i definitely enjoyed that and then i i, I had a period i remember where i just started watching like all of his movies you know whether i thought they were good or not like i remember you know i was like oh yeah we gotta watch the hidden fortress because like star wars is like based on the hidden fortress and it was kind of funny because it was like a hideously long movie like like i remember <laughs> i was watching it with a buddy of mine and he's like when's this shit over man like <laughs> Because it's like a really, really long movie, you know. It's like it's like you know how like the first like like thirty minutes of Star Wars like takes forever when R two and three P O are out in the desert. Yeah. It's like the whole fucking movie is that like cause <laughs> it's like it's like they have the you know these two Japanese guys and they're basically like R two and three P O and stuff and they got to save a princess from the you know the the hidden fortress and all that stuff. But it just it you know it did really take forever. So I could understand why he was like, "Come on, man, let something needs to happen," you know. But a lot of his other movies, I, you know, I definitely like enjoyed watching Yojimbo and, and Ran. And, but I, I remember I went through and watched a whole bunch of them. Is, so this, I, is this the, sorry to interrupt, but is this the same uh, friend who was like, is Frieza dead yet? Yes. You use the same voice, like, for, yeah, like yeah. every time you mention this. Yeah, because like... he always, he, well, because it was like, I remember he was doing extra work and stuff, and like, like, he would come over all the time, you know, to find out whether Frieza had died yet. And then, and then I, you know, I remember when we watched The Hidden Fortress, it was like one of those things where I, you know, it's like sometimes I would subject him to things and he'd really like them. Or like, you know, I, I, I remember I managed to convince him that, you know, he's like, he thought Galvatron was kind of stupid and stuff. And then, and then I like sat him down. And I'm like, you don't understand. Galvatron's totally cool, you know. Like, so <laughs> kind of funny. What but, did you like, use some... to prove that? Oh, we just we just sat down and like I watched like all like my you know we watched a bunch of you know Transformers and stuff. Yeah. And it, like I, I think it was like one of those things where it was maybe like something that he had briefly watched, and you know I sort of just kind of was making my case for why it was cool that Galvatron was just madly insane and everything. But, like, that, that's something that we've always been kind of at odds with, where, like, sometimes, like, there'll be stuff where he still makes fun of me, because I think, like, the scene in Hannibal is cool, like, where all the wild boars, like, part around Hannibal Lecter, because he's awesome, but my buddies always thought that was, like, the stupidest scene he's ever seen. <laughs> so it's like, we've always had that, it's kind of like that whole, like, Superman is the bestest thing. It's like, it's like we've always had that, like, funny thing where we kind of make fun of each other for our personal taste or whatever. But, like, to me, I've always been like, dude, they just pass by, you know, they make way for Hannibal because they know he's the fucking man, you know, like, that's why they do it, you know, and, like, you know, meanwhile, it's like, you know, the, I think in the back of his head, there's, like, some kind of, you know, pseudoscience explanation that needs to be, you know, had or something, you know, just something to make it more believable to him, like, you know, he can't just accept that it's... <laughs> I was going to say, at, at least, at least a Hannibal doesn't get taken out by any manhole covers or anything. <laughs> yeah, let's see. So where where were we? We were talking. We got into a tangent, but we were talking. We just finished talking to Mike about his favorite foreign film, and we had talked to Justin about his some of his you know vast 
knowledge of foreign films that uh, my, he my inability to was. make a decision pretty much no, no no that's fine though it's cool that you mentioned like all this stuff because i'm sure there's a lot of films that people hadn't thought of in terms of you know like mike was kind of like oh it's british so it's foreign you know like to me i wasn't even thinking about british movies i was thinking of like almost all like you know foreign language type stuff and so it's yeah. cool to mention things like pan's labyrinth and things like that but how about you brian like what did you have something that you wanted to share with the class for yeah foreign? as cultured and well-rounded as i am actually I had trouble coming up with a decent foreign film kind of like you were saying i was thinking more along like, like the lines of actually like a different foreign language film rather than just doing like monty python although that's a good choice but i did take a japanese film class in college and we actually picked a kurosawa film it's called ikiru have you ever seen that Derek? I don't think so. What's it about? Basically, it's about this older, like, bureaucrat guy. Like, he works for the government, and he's pretty much just pushed papers his whole life, never accomplished anything. And he uh, finds out he has cancer, and he has, like, a year to live. So at first, he's, like, all depressed about it and just bummed out and thinking he's going to die. But then he runs into, like, this old coworker of his, like, a female, and she's, like, now making, like, kids' toys or something. And she's, like, I don't know, just insanely happy and into life and into like really making other people happy and finding enjoyment and uh, fulfillment from that. So that kind of becomes after meeting or re-meeting her, that kind of becomes his quest to do something like one last meaningful thing with his life. And so what he ends up doing is he ends up making like this children's playground, but it was just a very good movie. And it was actually my first introduction to Kurosawa. So it's one that stuck out for me. Cool. That's neat. Did you, did, were they all, when you said you took a class, was it all Kurosawa-based, or did you watch, like, other different... No, like, we watched some anime, like, My Neighbor Totoro, we watched Kurosawa, we watched Seven Samurai there. So, it was, it was a slight mixture, but it wasn't all Kurosawa. Okay, that's neat. Yeah, I, I don't think I took that many... I mean, I, I, I took some classes, but it was mostly stuff where you know obviously it was like theatrical stuff so it was more most of the time it, it was reading text and stuff like every once in a while i remember our dramatic history teacher was really cool her name was Catherine b free and she loved like the original star trek and stuff like that so <laughs> me and her got along pretty good but i remember she showed us the i think it was the maha batarata i think i'm saying that right but i remember she showed us like a film version of it where it, it's kind of basically like a big huge it was almost like like you know indian like supernatural superhero-ish bible stories or something where you you could see all the like you know, spectacular, you know, it'd be like, I guess if they made a movie where, you know, you know, people were like, you know, shooting, you know, arrows with fire and walking on water and riding space elephants. And, you know, like it was just all kinds of like, you know, awesome spectacles were going on. And I remember she showed us that, but I, most of it, like I said, was a lot of it was more text-based, I think, than anything else. Right. No, I, I was going to say, I'd, I'd go to bat for a Pan's Labyrinth too. That was a very well-made movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was a good movie. I, I remember when people said, oh, yeah, you got to watch this. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and I, I thought it was pretty cool. So I guess we've, we've done the foreign film bit. So we're going to move on to martial arts flicks. Now, this might coincide, I guess, with some, you know, foreign movies and stuff. But I think, you know, these are going to tend to lean heavy on the, you know, action and maybe wire work and things like that. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and just ask Mike, what, what is one of his favorite martial art flicks? 
I listed a bunch of them. You know, I like Enter the Dragon and a lot of Bruce Lee stuff. As far as more, like, current stuff goes, like, I really love Stephen Chow's stuff, like Kung Fu Hustle and Shaolin Soccer. Like, those are really fun movies and, you know, mo- mostly martial arts based. And, you know, like, I, I, I'd, I'd be watching, like, Kung Fu Hustle and I'd be like, this is what, like, a Dragon Ball Z movie should be like. But, yeah, of course, yeah. you know, we didn't end up with that, of course. But, you know, but they're just, aside from the, f- the fact, like, they're just really good movies. You know, I like Hero, too, with Jet Li. And have any of you guys seen the first Ong Bak? No, but I've heard of it. There's, like, it's it's a okay movie and like tony Ja, you know the the main guy he, he's a very good like martial artist and all that but there's like this one like amazing sequence in the this movie where like he goes up like this like four flight hotels and it's like all one shot and it, like oh yeah yeah i think it's like yeah dozens and dozens of people on the way up and like yeah it's all one take it's like really awesome yeah I, I also wanted to mention Who Am I by Jackie from Jackie Chan. I, I always had affection for that movie. I, I, like, I never, like, it, that's one of those movies where I never, like, track it down to watch it. I just see it on TV somewhere, and I just start watching it, and I'm like, yeah, I like this movie. And, it, it, like, I remember, like, a year ago, I got called in for jury duty, and I was like, I had to, like, wait in a, like, waiting room for, like, three hours, and I'm like, uh, and I look at the TV, and who am I is playing? And I'm like, all right, and I went to go sit down and watch that, and that made, like, waiting for jury duty a bit more bearable. Thank you, Chan. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Also, speaking of Jackie Chan, like, I, I know we, we were, I think we were ragging on it, like, a few weeks ago, but the new Karate Kid movie with Will Smith's kid? Like, I was just, like, I didn't actually watch all of it, but, like, I watched, like, a couple bits of it, and, you know, like, with all of Jackie Chan's, like, you know, usual, like, clownery, I guess it is, like, I kind of forget sometimes that Jackie Chan can actually act, so, I mean, he's he's very good in that movie, actually, but... You know, and, you know, I I was going to say maybe like the classic Karate Kid, but I've never really had an overabundance of affection for those movies. So, but yeah, that's about it. (laughs) Cool. No, that, that, I mean, I, I enjoy a lot of Bruce Lee movies and stuff. And then in that vein, I guess, you know, Jet Li as well. Like the, the one I ended up picking, and it's also kind of ties into Shakespeare a little bit, but they call it a couple different names, but it's called The Banquet. And it also goes, I think, like, the Blu-ray or DVD out here calls it, like, Legend of the Black Scorpion. But it's it's kind of like martial arts version of Hamlet, almost. So, and I kind of like that as well. That sounds uh-huh. cool, actually, yeah. Yeah, I'm like... yeah, I mean, it is pretty cool, because it's like they, and when, when you see the, you know, the opening scenes, there's, like, lots of guys in masks, and they're all kind of jumping around. And the, the, the way they do it with kind of, like, it's like a lot of them have, like, almost cloaks and streamers and capes and things so like the 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 work in it is kind of interesting to see because it's not just you know bodies flowing but there's also the movement of you know i i guess it's kind of interesting because you know how some people kind of say oh well you know if it was real life you know batman would get choked by his cape or whatever but you can see like really cool non-real things going on but there's still plenty of action and everything it's not like you have to like take it seriously it's very artsy almost the way the you know cloaks and 
streamers and things move, you know, but it's still very sort of exciting and, and action-paced and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Justin? You got some martial arts stuff to share with the class? I was able to pick a favorite one this time. I went with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That's probably my favorite one. and It's the one I can sit down anytime and watch. And It's probably the first movie where I actually preferred the sub over the dub, because I bought it on tape, you know, when it first came out on VHS. Like, I'd, I'd heard about it, I'd never seen it, so I just bought it blind, and I usually don't do that. But I bought it and watched it, and I was like, oh, it's subtitled? Oh, well, I guess I'll watch it anyway. And I watched it and loved it. And then, like, a few years later, I saw it on TV. I was like, oh, okay, I haven't seen this in a while. I'll watch it. But it was dubbed, and I was like, oh, this is... It was really weird. Like, it was just kind of awkward, and it didn't really convey, like, the same... You know, meaning that they were getting across in the, the sub. So I was just like, oh, this is stupid. And I have never watched the dub version again. Like, I think it's pretty terrible, actually. Yeah, I, I find it's kind of tough for me to watch dubbed versions of live stuff, even though I, I find myself a proponent of dubbed anime, you know? Because uh, that's, I don't know, to me that's a little different. But I, I don't know. What, what do all the rest of you think about that? Like, do you do you like watching dubbed live-action movies at all? Do you hate it? Like, It kind of yeah. depends, like, which I see first, like, if I can stomach it or not. Like, if I see the subtitled version first, then there's no way I'm going to like the dubbing. Yeah, that's the, pretty much the same for me. I mean, e- even if I see the, you know, within seconds of seeing that it's dubbed, I'll be like, you know, I'll start judging it, <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, oh man, that's dumb. That voice doesn't fit at all. Oh man, that the the, the dubbing on that was horrible. Oh man, uh, oh now I can't enjoy this movie. <laughs> yeah, because it's funny because I was I was flipping around and then Godzilla All Out Monsters Attack was on, but it was dubbed, you know, because it was on TV, and it was just kind of like a weird feeling because I I really like that movie a lot, but I've never actually. You know, I have the DVD, but I've never actually sat down and watched the dub. You know, I just always watched it subtitled. So it's kind of what Justin is referring to where, you know, you, you seem to lose some meaning or, you know, it, it's easier to make light of a movie when funny. You know, it's like, it, remember mm-hmm. how I was saying to you, Michael, about the, the awful Headmasters dub? Like, you can always hear those guys in Godzilla movies because, like, there's this <laughs> moment where, you know, the guy, he's like, he's like, I, I don't even know if I could do his voice justice, but it's like, he's like, you know, it's like Galvatron where he's like, oh, you have to go over here. You know, yeah. like, that kind of like, oh, you, I will take care of you. Ha ha. Yeah. yeah. You know, kind of thing. And it's like that guy does some of the dubs of like more recent Godzilla movies. And you're like, oh, this poor general, you know, the general's like, oh, this lizard, I've had it with him. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you know, it just kind of sounds kind of goofy, so it's a lot easier. You know, you can see why people just make fun of movies like that when they hear dubs, because, you know, the dubs are pretty mock-worthy one way or the other. This new Godzilla is unfriendly and is going to destroy your country. There's nothing you can do about it. On a somewhat of a tangent, but you know what sucks? Like, sometimes I'll be flipping through the channels on TV, and I'll stop on something, and I'll be like, oh, sweet, Alien's on. And then it turns out it's like Telemundo, and it's all in Spanish. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> like they they play really good movies on Telemundo. But... <laughs> uh, so so, what about you, Brian? Like, do you have some martial arts goodness to expose our listeners to? I'd have to probably for, like my favorite. I had to pick Kickboxer. I was a really big Jean Claude Van Damme fan for a while. I actually got into all martial arts film around the same time. I think it was around middle school. 
and I think I saw the Bruce Lee movie, you know, the, the story of his life and stuff. And so, like, I'd go to the video store, and then I found all these Bruce Lee movies, like Chinese Connection or whatever. I'd, I'd rent them and watch them, and I really enjoyed them. As far as, like, cheesy, like, martial arts movie, the biggest one I can recommend to anyone out there who loves cheesy martial arts movies is Silver Fox and Ninja Terminator. Have any of you guys seen it? <laughs> Sounds that, awesome. That was, <laughs> it is the most hilarious ninja movie you'll ever see. You, you gotta check it out. One, there's a guy, there's a ninja that looks exactly like Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> like, like the, the 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 whole the whole cast except for two guys are all like Japanese or Korean or something. But there's Ozzy Osbourne. Then there's this British guy with a mustache who has a Garfield telephone. So just think of this like badass ninja getting a phone call and he picks up a Garfield phone to answer it. <laughs> um, and also there's an appearance by Omega Supreme, the toy. Like they use that as a messenger, like rolls into this guy's apartment, delivers some sinister message and then explodes. So it's just an awesome, <laughs> awesome movie. Like Omega Supreme, always prepared. Kaboom! That's pretty funny. Who's is is anybody in that movie? Like any name? Um, actually the. The dude with the mustache and the Garfield phone is famous. Richard Harrison. I guess he's in a lot of, like, cheesy movies like this. And also, like, after I watched it, I was reading up on the director some. And I guess what he did was he would film, like, just hours and hours of random, like, footage of, like, ninjas fighting and stuff. And then later on, he'd use that footage, almost like stock footage, and, like, make movies around the footage he had. So, like, bits and pieces are, like, just mixed in, and sometimes it doesn't always make sense. But that almost makes the, the film funnier to me. It's like the filmation method of making ninja movies, I guess. <laughs> so, I'd like to see this just to see Omega Supreme pull a jack of hearts then. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So it looks like we, we did our, our, our kung fu talking for, for the night. We're also talking about musicals, and, and I guess part of that was, you know, people – you know, we're not going to make any assumptions, but, you know, we're wondering if people enjoy them, if they dislike them, you know, like, because, you know, some, I guess, you know, sometimes there's the, the stigma to it as well. So for, for me, myself, I mean, I, I, obviously I was in quite a few musicals when I was, you know, acting and stuff like that. Like I was, I was in Guys and Dolls in high school and in college, I was in the, the Stephen Sondheim musical Assassins. You know, I, I don't dislike musicals, you know, I, I, you know, enjoy certain things. I remember when I was in high school, I got to see a production of Tommy. And what's funny is I kind of got used to that production. Like, I remember watching the, the movie version of it. And, I, you know, even though it's written by The Who and The Who are in the movie, like, the first version I ever saw was... Do you guys remember the, the MTV VJ Steve Isaacs by any chance? Does that ring a bell to anybody? Or is it just because I'm like, you know, if Tony was here, he'd go, yeah, I know him. But since I'm an old fart, you guys... Probably don't know who he is, or it, it doesn't really ring a bell. He was basically like like the 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 most famous thing I could think about him was you know his claim to fame was he was an MTV VJ, but I remember he was Tommy. You know he was the lead in that musical, and he was actually really really good. So I I, I remember I have you know I had like a cassette tape of the cast recording and all that stuff, and I thought it was pretty cool. So I remember really enjoying that a whole bunch. And then I mean as far as like you know. 
other kind of musicals, you know, it's like, I, I kind of like Moulin Rouge and, you know, I like the Buffy musical episode or like, you know, when they do it on other shows, like, you know, the Brave and the Bold episode where they have the musical and stuff like that. So, you know, every once in a while, you know, I kind of enjoy that stuff. So, but what about, what about you guys? Like, what about you, Mike? Is there something, you know, do you dislike it? Are there things you like? Well, there's always this joke I make about musicals where, you know, I can, in movies or any kind of fiction, I can buy giant alien robots, you know, superheroes, guys flying around shooting lasers out of their hands at each other. I cannot buy everyone spontaneously breaking into song when they, <laughs> and everyone they encounter knows the lyrics to the song, even if they're total strangers and all that. I just can't buy it. It's just something I, I just can't, like, wrap my mind around. So, like, but, you know, I, I like, musical stuff in small doses like you know just like a musical number on a tv show like the simpsons or you know like brave and the bold uh, or like you know when when like stuff like brave and the bold or buffy like does like a musical episode i can get behind that stuff like you know dr horrible's sing-along blog or you know stuff where where i don't know like it, it's just like mixed with something i can dig but so it's like it's like does like south park fall into that category or does it fall outside? i guess yeah i guess so like i i can if it's something i already like but you know i don't see musicals for you know musical sake like if you said like oh the music in this musical is great i like that wouldn't be a hook for me basically like, it would so have like to... you're not gonna you're not, you're not gonna run out and and watch les miserables or rent no or no no no. They got the mustard. Ah. They got the mustard. So yeah, you know the the one musical I'd really want to see on Broadway is Spamalot, which is you know the the musical version of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. But I've never gotten a chance to do that. But. Yeah, otherwise, you know, I just like musicals in smaller doses, basically. <laughs> yeah, personally, like, I don't care for theatrical musicals very much. I was actually going to mention stuff like Moulin Rouge. Like, when it's on film, I seem to enjoy it a lot more. That and, like, the sound of music. Also, having a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, like, I'm getting really into, like, Disney films again. And, like, pretty much all of those are basically musicals. And, you know, we have the soundtracks to a bunch of them, like... Aladdin and Lion King just because we enjoy it so much. So. Yeah, and I, I can take that, but like if, if those like movies weren't based on the music though, basically. Right. Have you seen Moulin Rouge, Mike? No. Oh, it's pretty cool. It has a Jedi in it. Oh. <laughs> yes, it, it does have a Jedi, and it is. It's. A, I like that movie. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. I like yeah, I liked too. it a lot more than I thought I would. I was kind of I don't know apprehensive about watching it at first. I didn't know if I'd enjoy it or not, but. I think both me and my wife did end up really liking it. Have any of you guys seen Sweeney Todd, the Tim Burton version? I, I've seen versions of Sweeney Todd, but I, I've never seen the, the Burton version of it. When it came out, I was like really excited to watch it. And then some of my friends went to like a midnight showing, and they came back. Like I was at work, and they left and came back, and I was like, oh, so how was the movie? And the guy just kind of looked at me and just sighed. He was like, it was a musical. I was like, Really? I I didn't know that. I was like, so how was it? He's like, oh, I got mad and left. I was like, wait, so you didn't <laughs> stay around and you didn't stay around and watch it? He's like, no, it's a musical. Musicals are dumb. I was like, so what, what did you do? He's like, I went and watched Alien vs. Predator Requiem, and it was so much better. And I just kind of <laughs> laughed at him. 
Well, you know, if you enjoy watching pred aliens run around and, and go attack pregnant women and stuff, then I guess that's, <laughs> that's cool, right? So how about you, Justin? Do you have some musical to share with us besides Sweeney Todd? That, I mean, did you ever end up seeing Sweeney Todd yourself? Or? Yeah, I watched it like a few days after my friend saw it. And I thought it was really good, like... Uh, Tim Burton's been really kind of hit or miss with me the last couple of years, so this is definitely like a hit in my book, and I enjoy the music as well. But ultimately, for my musical pick, like I eventually settled on The Wizard of Oz. Like that's that's one of those movies I can again I can just sit down anytime, you know, no matter what's going on, and just kind of just sit there and watch it, and you know, just kind of zone out the rest of the world and everything it's one of those like rare musicals that i actually have the have the soundtrack for like i think the only other thing i have the soundtrack for is sweeney todd and the buffy musical i also really like this is sort of a tangent but sort of not since brian was bringing up some of the disney films and stuff like that but i i really like the nightmare before christmas a lot i mean as far as musicals you know and listening to the music sort of like over and over again like i i always find myself you know either halloween or something listening to that yeah. sound yeah there's other stuff too like I don't know if you consider, like, the Elvis movies or Beatles movies musicals. Which, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you would, but they're just pretty much, you know, made to display the, the Beatles or Elvis. Like, I really <laughs> like I really like Jailhouse Rock and Viva Las Vegas. I think those are pretty good. Most Elvis movies, they're either really bad or they're, you know, they're, they're pretty I, good. But I remember Al, Al, Alf had a great line in one, in one episode of uh, the self-titled Alf where he goes – he goes, Elvis has a great range as an actor. He was a singing waiter, a singing doctor, a singing... <laughs> like, and he goes on like that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Also, remember Alf Pogs? <laughs> remember Alf? He's back now in Pog form. In Pog form. Do you remember that Alf had a belt of power in the Star Alf comics and he could fly around? I do not remember that. <laughs> Me either. That's, that's how big of a comic nerd... I, re- I remember, like, Alf was, like, the, the shiznit back in the day. Like, I remember I had the little talking Alf thing, you know, like the little doll where you'd, like, punch his stomach and he'd, like, say Alf phrases where he'd be like, ah! you know, and all that kind of stuff. But then, like, you're like, like, stop punching me, Dirk. Yeah, Ow. It's like, huh? Ah, that punch kills me. No, but, um, um. <laughs> Literally. Oh. But yeah, I remember the Star comic had a bunch of funny stuff in it, like where he was, I remember he had like this wacky belt where he was like flying around. I forget what his like superhero name was, but I think he just picked up like a, a tablecloth and like wrapped it around his head and that was like his cape and shit. It was kind of funny. That when seems he, like Alf. Yeah. Alf is ruined forever. Imagine complete and total destruction. I love this. Tell Ron to eat the camera. Ron, Ron, Ron eat the camera. Uh, what's my motivation? What's his motivation? He's hungry. You're hungry. So it looks like we've we've done the musical bit, and for our our final, and we I guess we saved the best for last. We're we're gonna do some action film goodness. So we're gonna talk about like what some of the fanals' favorite action movies are. What about you, Justin? Since I left off with you on the musical thing, I'll start off with you here. What did, did was this a case where you couldn't pick just one and you got a a big list for us? Yeah, I had trouble with this one again, but then it's like kind of see these as like being different shades of action movies, like. Terminator 2 is pretty much an action movie, but there's a lot of sci-fi stuff in it. 
Okay. And then stuff like you know the Indiana Jones movies, like those are kind of like action adventure in my book. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, I would probably go with Raiders of the Lost Ark as my favorite action movie. Raiders is a good movie. I, re- I remember like some people like when we're looking at some of the threads over on Thought Talk, you know, some people were like surprised about you know I, I you know I guess you know they're trying to compare like trilogies I guess and and you know the Indiana Jones stuff would come up you know. And so I guess some people were, you know, because I guess I, I could see why, you know, you'd think like Temple of Doom is a little, a little hinky, you know, right. for, for whatever reason, <laughs> you know. But you know, to me, I'm kind of like, ah, well, they're all, you know, I, I mean, I, I know some people where I, I remember, you know, it was like there were, you know, you talk about trilogies and what's better than what, but I remember, you know, a, a girl I used to hang out with a bunch was always like, oh, I like Indiana Jones like ten times better than I like Star Wars. You know, and at the time, I think that was like when I was a big Star Wars nerd. So I was like, ooh, you know, but now I feel less. You know, that was a deal breaker. Yeah. Oh, my God. But no, now I don't really care that much because, you know, it's like they they, they had their own stinker of a prequel trilogy. So, you know, it's not the the end of the world. There's other stuff. I think I think Raiders, you know, one way or the other, you know, whatever you feel about the trilogy holds up pretty well. There's other stuff, too, that I almost picked, like some of the Bond movies, uh, the Jason Bourne movies. Like I was like, uh, those are kind of like a spy genre. I mean, they're full of action, but I don't know if I would pick those for like a favorite action movie. Well, they they seem to have a lot of a lot of fight sequences, though. I mean, you know, it's not just something based on maybe intrigue or whatever, you know, like, you know, how sometimes like Hitchcock movies or like. You know, like the I, I, I'm thinking of like that one movie, Body Double or whatever. It's like it, it, the guy is never going to get into a fight. Do you know what I mean? It's all about, oh, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Carter is going to sit there with the camera and look at shit for the rest of the movie. And, yeah, it's suspenseful. <laughs> but it's like Jimmy Carter, you know, he's not going to or, or, or Jimmy Stewart. Did I think Jimmy Carter? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, <three> <laughs> like, damn you. What movie is this? I wasn't, wasn't awesome. going to say anything, but. <laughs> Uh, Why would a simple peanut farmer <laughs> lower himself to fisticuffs? Actually, you know what? I, I, I'm like, that's not even a mistake because Jimmy Carter and Jimmy Stewart are not going to get up and pull a fucking Jason Bourne. So, right, now, now I want like a buddy cop movie with Jimmy Carter and Jimmy Stewart, where like Jimmy Carter's like, we have to help the truly needy, and Jimmy Stewart's like, oh, well, let's go, uh, go, you know, walk the street. Jimmy, and we'll, <laughs> we'll see oh. if we can find them. It's and okay. they beat the crap out of people. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's an easy mistake. You know why? Because they're secret brothers. <laughs> secret brothers. Uh, uh. Uh. Jimmy, let's go up to my penthouse, and we'll look through my telescope and find people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Stewart's not going to get up off the park bench and and go into uh, mindless uh, super super agent mode and and totally like take out like twenty twenty guys and run. Could you imagine like Jimmy Stewart doing parkour around the building and everything? He's like leaping out of the windows and stuff. Oh, I can't, yeah. I can't. Oh, there there's a strange man over there. I've got to go do some parkour. <laughs> uh, I just greenlit your idea, Derek. Make it. <laughs> I PayPal'd you. Twenty thousand. Nice. We're just gonna do like the the CGI where it's like you know it's 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 a bunch of like highly paid French people <laughs> yeah, well, that are I doing. Say, well, 
Most we got to get the guys that did the, like, Orville Redenbacher CGI <laughs> face to do Jimmy Stewart, so it's just, like, god-awful. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, most of the money would probably go towards, like, exhuming Jimmy Stewart's body and, like, reanimating him or something. Besides the uh, Raiders and Bourne, did you have anything to add for your, your action movie picks, Justin? I'll give an honorable mention to the Mummy movies. Okay. Uh, I really enjoy those, which still, those are like more of uh, action and interest stuff. Yeah, yeah, well, they seem to be in line with, with like Raider movies and stuff like that. And uh, I, I really enjoyed the Prince of Persia movie. I know a lot of people didn't like it and, you know, take shots at it, but I thought it was pretty decent. But I guess I'm being like too picky with my definition of like an action movie, but. No, that's just me. No, no. I mean, I, I think it's because it, when I was researching for this, I kind of, you know, looked at some of the DVDs on DVD aficionado and all the different categories they were in and stuff like that. And it's, you know, it seems like a lot of people, you know, it's like, oh, action superhero, action, you know, adventure, you know, action comedy, action, you know, like, so it's like there, there seems to be offshoots of, you know, various Theme. We'll move on to Brian and ask him what his favorite action movie is. Yeah, it was actually hard for me to narrow them down to just one, picking one favorite, because I do like action movies quite a bit. So I kind of went with like what, what trilogy really held, held up well for me, and so I picked the Die Hard series. Even Die Hard 4, like I love the crap out of. I don't know, it's just a good mix of uh, action and comedy, and I've always really enjoyed it, even since I was a little kid. Yeah, I think the Die Hard movies are, are fairly decent. Like, I, I, I don't think... I think that was one of the movies, especially the first one, where it's like you just, you know, people put it on, you know, you just enjoy watching it, you know, you get engrossed in it and everything, and Bruce Willis is pretty good in that, so... Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, you know, by the time you get to, what is it, movie three, you do have Secret Brothers, so... <laughs> you know, right? With Jeremy Irons is is Alan Rickman's secret brother, right? Right. Out of the woodwork. Oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, you know, I was always like, "What? Secret brothers? Ridiculous!" Yippee <laughs> motherfucker. I was going to say, when we said, like, action movies, the first thing I thought of was Die Hard. So it's like yeah, the definition yeah. of an action movie. Yeah. Yeah. Die Hard 4 was actually the first movie I bought on Blu-ray. And, like, to this day, I think it's the best, like, looking movie on Blu-ray. Hmm, it's interesting. Like, for me, like, I mean, it, it kind of relates to action and it kind of relates to what, what you're talking about. But for me, I think the, the movie I've liked the most, the look of it on Blu-ray, has been Casino Royale. Like, I don't know what it is, but I just think that movie looks really beautiful on Blu-ray. But, I mean, as far as talking about, like, you know, the first movie that comes to your mind, you know, when we were thinking about researching this, you know, besides Die Hard, it was always, you know, Rambo to me. But... Those, yeah, those the first movies. one, or do you mean, like, Rambo 2? Just in general, but, I mean, you know, First Blood is is a pretty, you know, good movie. The the uh, I, I don't know, by the time I got to the third one, it was kind of kind of stupid. Yeah. But but the the, the first two are, are pretty decent, and I, I like the, you know, the recent one that came out, you know, John Rambo or whatever. Like Yeah, that, that was awesome. That, that was a cool, <laughs> fun movie, so I, I enjoyed the hell out of that. So My favorite part's where he jumps into, like, the back of that Jeep, and there's, like, a 50 yeah, he just machine gun. Yeah, down, he like... Just, well, there's a guy sitting in front in, like, the passenger seat or something, and he shoots him first, and the guy just, like, explodes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Usually when I mention Rambo, though, most people, like, seem to forget, like, how subdued, like, the first movie is, you know, with him just being a, like, wanderer and wanting a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, you know, that one was actually based on the, you know, the, the novel. The and book, everything. yeah. They're more 
more story to it, I guess, you know, than, you know, cause it's like, like I was saying, like by the time you get to the third one, it's like, you know, it's, 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 I guess what all the ridiculousness that people remember, you know, the, the weird Al parody where, you know, he's got a arrow and he's shooting down a tank with it. <laughs> I love that. Catches the bullet in his mouth. And yeah. yeah the back. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I hear it. Well, Derek, you know why Casino Royale looks so good on Blu-ray, don't you? No, why? It's because Daniel Craig is so dreamy. Daniel Craig is dreamy. <laughs> he's, he's a dreamy son of a bitch. That I get lost in his eyes. When he when he comes out of when he comes out of the, the ocean and shit, like he's, he's yeah. Daniel Craig. He's no twink. He's no twink. <laughs> Daniel Craig's a man. I like that. I, I like in that movie when he just runs through the wall. I I always yeah. I, that part yeah, always gets yeah. me. I don't know yeah, if I'll... That, that, that's a great, the, the, the opening sequence, the Casino Royale, like where they, you know, you had the little guy doing the parkour oh, or the whatever. Spider-Man stuff. Running around and shit, and he's just running after him. Like, that's a great opening sequence. I like how they never run out of breath. <laughs> they, they're actually, like, you know, off to the side of the camera. You know, they do a pan, and you see them with a little oxygen tank, like, catching up, you know, between takes or something. Must be like twenty four. They like on twenty four. They only go to bathroom on commercial breaks. So they were yeah. like stopping to catch their breath whenever the camera was not on them. The events of this really happen, except for me brushing my teeth, taking shits, and going to the bathroom. Yeah. So uh, so Mike, how about on, on that note, you got some some action movie goodness to to share with us? Yeah. That, I, I tried to stay in the lines, like, you know, I, I tried not to pick anything, like, that could be classified as something else, maybe. That said, I did I did mention, like, I did put, write down the Bourne movies. I like, I, I think they have, like, really nice, close, personal fights and action moments that are cool. I also wrote down, like, the Desperado trilogy, like, El Mariachi, Desperado, uh-huh. and Once, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I like all of those, even, you know, even though, like, El Mariachi's, like, a kind of crappy, you know, like, it was, like, his first movie, almost, I think. It was made for $7,000. Yeah, exactly, yeah, but, yeah, I still have a affection for that, and, you know. No, no, it's, still, it's a good flick. Yeah, and then Once Upon a Time in Mexico, like, he just takes, like, the ridiculousness to a next level, so that's, yeah, like, kind of like Rambo, where they, like... But it seemed it's like Once Upon a Time in Mexico seemed almost like tongue in cheek almost by that time. But I just love Johnny Depp's character in that movie when he's like the blonde, the when he eventually gets his eyes poked out and stuff, and you know he becomes like the blind gunman, and like all, all he manages to do is like kill those two guys. But it feels like such an accomplishment because he's blind, but. And I, I love the part in that movie where, like, he's getting all suited up, like he's putting on the black gloves and he's strapping his guns on and, like, you know, the sunglasses, right? And he, like, looks all badass and then that little, like, Mexican kid starts leading him away. The Kill Bills, if you ignore, like, the really talky parts, they have really good action sequences. I wrote down Shoot 'em Up recently. That had really good like gunfights and stuff like that. And yeah, I thought that was I thought uh, like of recent movies. Like I remember that was something where I wasn't seeing a lot of movies in the theater when that came out. But a friend of mine, you know, convinced me to come with him to watch it. And I thought that was a pretty entertaining. You know, I mean, it it definitely didn't take itself seriously. I think, like, yeah. some people, you know, if you, if you had somebody that wanted to explain the super science of why the bullet twists that way and 
why they can leap out of a building and not get hurt and all that stuff, then then you're going to be disappointed. But if if you have no qualms about that kind of stuff and you just took it as tongue in cheek, kind of like you were describing, that that's a pretty good movie to enjoy in a tongue in cheek manner. Shoot him yeah. up. I also love like Paul Giamatti, so like I think he's great in that movie. I love. It's actually a, a quote by Quentin Tarantino, but I think they like appropriated it for this movie and. When he goes, violence is one of the most fun things to watch. I, I also wrote down for recent movies, Collateral with Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx, which I think is a great movie. And it's funny, it's like Tom Cruise is great as a villain, and like it's a role he barely ever plays, but I think he's great in that movie as a villain. And it just has really, like, intense action sequences in it, like close and personal ones, like kind of like the Bourne movies, so... I kept thinking like Tom Cruise would be a good Deathstroke in that movie for some silly reason. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was cool like that. Yeah, I also wrote down Taken with the Liam Neeson. That's a good, yeah, good straightforward good. revenge. I haven't got movie. a chance to see that yet, but I've always wanted to. It's a, it's very nice, nicely straightforward. Like you know, they kidnap his daughter. He's pissed. He goes over there. He gets her back. That's like that's, that's the whole plot. <laughs> <laughs> But it's 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 very entertaining the way he gets there, basically. Hey, this is kind of random, but or, or sort of going back to uh, sort of the martial arts things. But remember how you were talking about Stephen Chow before, and how Kung Fu Hustle was kind of like the what what would be maybe an idealized version of you know what you'd like to see in a live action Dragon Ball Z movie. I was just wondering, have you ever seen the movie called The Storm Riders by any chance? No, actually. I would, I would, if you like, if you guys like DBZ and stuff like that, like, I would watch that movie. Like, it, it, it's, it, you know, obviously it's just going to be, you know, I, I would assume it would, you know, be better to watch it subtitled, you know, instead of dubbed or whatever. But it, 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 it not only is sort of martial arts laden, but they, they often do super powered DBZ style martial arts things, you know, where the guy, you know, basically like makes a bunch of, you know, he makes a tsunami come out of his hand or, you know, kind of does the kind of, you know, heals his arm with like this red energy and all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it, but somebody said like, I remember, you know, I was hanging out with a, a buddy of mine and then, you know, I think one of his neighbors was like, oh, you guys like DBZ? And then we were like watching it with them, you know, and it was kind of like my fault. Like my friend doesn't really like it that much he always kind of makes fun of it where he's like bad driving car how can this be you know like that. <laughs> he, he would always kind of make fun of it but but you know i think we were playing the video game or something at his house or whatever and so uh, a neighbor of his was like oh dude you gotta check out this and we watched that movie and it was it was a pretty fun movie one way or the other but but it definitely felt like a live action version of of dragon ball that's cool that's cool. okay and that's okay. about it cool i guess i don't know if mine's cheating or what but like, um, the one I ended up settling on was Braveheart for my main one. Uh, you know, just in terms of, like, all the, you know, thinking of, like, in terms of action, like, all the sort of, you know, battles between the opposing armies and everything like that. Like, and, and beyond that, I just think it's an enjoyable movie. And I, I did mention, you know, like, the Rambo movies before was something I immediately thought of. And then another movie I really, you know, I didn't think about too much, but when I went through the, you know, like Mike was saying, like, we did some research and went through lists of different action movies. And I remember one movie I always seemed to enjoy watching a lot, you know, whenever it came on TV was Bloodsport. And I always thought that was just, a, you know, it's like, oh, he goes into the tournament and he's kicking the bamboo. You want to know something dumb? Hmm. 
When I said right. kickboxer, I meant Bloodsport. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> okay. I'm Secret no, Brothers I... with you today. Okay, cool. <laughs> Secret Brothers! I, I am Alan Rickman. You are Jeremy Irons. We will go <laughs> rob banks that have vaults underneath the city together. I'm kind of disappointed in you, Derek. I was hoping your favorite action movie would be The Green Hornet. The Green Hornet? <laughs> it was an ergonomic chair like that. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, way. I like, like Bruce Lee stuff, but not, not, you know, yeah. I don't know. One of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to make a video about the 2011 Green Hornet. But I still can't believe like it's funny. Like I guess because because overseas, like because of the relation with you know Bruce Lee, you know ish, like it must be making tons of money because it, it's definitely made like more money you know grand total than like Green Lantern and and some of these other summer movies that have come out. You know, I mean, I know it's been out a lot longer, but anyway, what do I know? But yeah, cool. So uh, it looks like we we discussed foreign films and musicals and martial arts flicks and and action films and stuff. So you know, just us kind of kind of shooting the shit, sharing some of the films that we like. Also, we like to go around and and share with everyone what is currently awesome going on with the fan holes this week. So we will start off with with Brian, and he'll tell us what the the awesome thing in Brian's world this week. Mine's actually a book this week. It's called The Ghost of Manila. It's basically like just background, and it's not really a biography, but it's just a lot of background information on Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali. A lot of information leading up to the thriller in Manila. I don't know. I I, I like boxing quite a bit. And so it's just really interesting for me to get, like, some background on these two guys. And it does a lot to kind of, I mean, Muhammad Ali has, like, an image of being, like, the greatest now. And, like, he's pretty much everyone's hero. And this book does a lot to show him, like, he's really more unglamorous and history remembers him. And it does also a lot to really make Joe Frazier out to be, like, a victim of Muhammad Ali and this kind of, like, insane rhetoric. Like, Muhammad Ali basically tainted the legacy of Joe Frazier, just, you know, with all of his gorilla speeches and whatnot. So it's definitely an interesting book to read. Cool. Sounds good. And so how about you, Justin? What's the awesomeness in Justin's week? <laughs> This week. Well, I've got two things, and actually they both tie into, or I guess, foreign or martial arts. The first thing is I picked up a copy of Invasion of the Astro Monster, which is also known as Godzilla vs. Monster Zero. This is a classic media version, and it looks really good on DVD. I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch the subtitle version, but I did sit down and watch the dub just for yucks, pretty much. And it's still enjoyable. It's, it's one of my favorite Godzilla movies, and it, it really does look incredible on DVD. My other cool thing is I just want to mention that the last, like, four or five episodes of Go Kiger have been really great. They had, like, a two-parter with some of the six rangers. They fought them, and then Go Silver showed up, and it's been really great. Cool, yeah. I, I actually i am kind of behind on that, even though I know I, I say I enjoy watching it, so I think I need to catch up with you barber on the the go kiger but yeah it sounds like it's pretty awesome and then yeah godzilla movies are always fun for me i like the classic media versions of them they are pretty cool like i guess they announced that they're gonna have a blu-ray for godzilla versus megalon pretty soon which is one of the movies that has been unreleased in in the u.s so hopefully like sometime in november we'll be able to uh, get a, an official copy of that pretty soon too so yeah that so sounds cool i'm looking forward to that as well 
Like every time I go to flea market, I see these very low quality bootlegs of it, and like the completest to me wants to buy it, but then I'm just like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the only version of it I have is like a version I I think I taped off of Sci-Fi, which is dubbed or whatever. So. Uh, I think that's what I've got too. So how about you, Michael? What's uh, what's currently awesome in in your week? Well, I, I picked up. They just released the in the U.S. at least like Gundam Unicorn and Gundam Double O Awakening of the Trailblazer on DVD and Blu-ray, like in the last couple weeks. So I've been watching those, and I really enjoyed both of them, seeing them before, and I enjoy the, have, like having them now. And, you know, uh, Gundam 00, the movie's dub was actually pretty good, so I, I was happy about that. So, you know, they were cool. I guess it's cool for people also who, you know, I know they had been releasing the Blu-rays for Unicorn out every so often, you know, but it was all sort of per episode. So I guess it's nice what this had. The Unicorn DVD has, what, two episodes? Yeah, yeah two. And yeah. it actually has some, like, good extras on it, which I was surprised about. Okay, cool. The, the, the Trailblazer DVD doesn't come with anything for extras. Like, it comes with the standard trailers, and that's it. The the Blu-ray for the Trailblazer, I wouldn't feel too bad. I mean, I, I guess it has what you quantify as extras, but to me it seemed like they were just coming up with different names for, you know, preview commercials. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like theatrical trailers, TV spots. Uh, you know, and then it was like, I, I can't even remember, but it was like, there were like five categories and I'm all, oh, so this is just pretty much commercials for the, the, you know what I mean? Like yeah, stuff you can get like, on YouTube basically. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of stuff. I mean, one thing I thought was kind of cute was they had a, how should I put it? An uncompressed or a, a, a non in movie version of the double O movie within the movie, you know, like, you oh, know, yeah. how you see it playing on the TV screen eventually. So like they have a version of that. That's, you know, obviously it doesn't cut to the TV screen. So I thought that was kind of, you know, I thought that was kind of cute for as far as the extras go. I'm not, I'm not sure if like the series DVDs includes these, but I really would like to have those like super deformed Gundam Double O like ads they had like at once. I think I think some of those were in there in the in the Trailblazer Blu-ray because because I I remember looking at it and it was like. There, to me, it just seemed like more commercials, but they were definitely some of the super... I just remember the one they released, like, in between Season 1 and Season 2 of Double O was really funny, where they were, like, I don't know, like, they were just playing on all, like, the fan speculation and stuff, and it's like, it's yeah. coming in Season 2, Tier is a robot, yeah, and Setsuna will marry him, because he loves, he's gay for robots, yeah, and stuff, you know? But... Uh, cool, well, I guess, I, I guess my awesome thing, I was saving it throughout the weeks because i guess this was mentioned probably a couple weeks ago but it ties into your whole gundam awesome thing which was i I was kind of happy to learn that they're gonna make an anime out of gundam the origin because that's an ongoing manga that's been coming out of japan and you know it's kind of a uh reimagining re-envisioning whatever the hell you want to call it remake of of the original gundam in in manga form but they're actually going to go ahead and make a uh, an anime series out of it which is cool because as far as the U.S. goes, I think they only had like 11 or 12 little volumes of it, and then it kind of got canned because of lack of interest, I guess, or whatever. But I, I think, you know, obviously in Japan, the, the manga still goes strong and everything. And so, you know, so it, to me, it, that was kind of like a cool, it, you know, um, it, it actually just concluded like, like last week, I think. 
like retelling the original Gundam at least, and like it, it, it just it's like without missing a beat, uh, they went into Zeta. I think this week. Oh, okay, neat, neat, cool. So, so it looks like we, you know, like I said, we we covered our our various film themes this week. You know, everybody got to share their awesome things. So, hope you get to listen to us next time. This is Derek, Derek WC signing off. Hey, this is Brian. Talk to you guys later. This is Mike. See you later. There's a funny-looking kid listening to us on the podcast there. The Jimmy Stewart thing overloaded us. (laughs) That was crazy. Uh, There's a strange echo going on. (laughs) There's a strange echo in this podcast. What do you think about it, Carter? Uh, well, I think we should just build houses for the truly needy.